Thank you for downloading the One Church Gloucester podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at One Church, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. It is my privilege to, to be bringing part two of our latest teaching series, which is called Making Change. Last week we started it and we spoke about how less can be more. And we spoke about this idea of less is more living. We spoke about um, cutting back, clearing out, and culling comparison. Those are the ideas and thoughts that we shared last week. Um, and I'm, I've been really encouraged throughout this week to hear people that have been decluttering and just getting rid of stuff, stuff that you don't need, books you don't read, clothes you don't wear. Let's get rid of it. Let's declutter. Let's learn to live freely and lightly. Less is more living. And that's what we spoke about. Part two today, which is represented by these icons here. So the first green one, less is more. Part two is stress is bad. Stress is bad. Part three, Amy's going to be taking that one. Giving is good. And then part four, tomorrow matters. And that'll be John um, finishing off the series for us. So um, my hope and my prayer is we will be able to remember these. Maybe, maybe in a few months' time we'll be able to look back and say, this is what that series was about. So to help us remember, we're going to say them out loud together. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, so week one is... Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, tomorrow matters. Fantastic. A bit more gravitas now, please. Let's, I felt like that was 60% of the room involved. Can we get that up to maybe 80? Oh, okay, let's do it. A bit more gravitas, here we go. Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. Fantastic. Well said, everyone. Um, hopefully you'll be able to remember these things. Um, what we're looking at doing is making change with the resources that God has given us. With what we have, each and every one of us has something. And we're looking at making positive changes with those resources. And the specific emphasis in this series will be our finances. That's going to be the thread that's going to be running through each installment. We'll be looking specifically at our finances. Um, each week we're going to be looking at a video, someone sharing their story um, about how God has moved in this area of their life, has moved in the area of their finances. Last week we listened to Dan Yates, and this week we're going to listen to Lisa Daniels. So please, turn your eyes to the screen. Hi, I'm Lisa, and I'm uh, one of the pastors at One Church Podsmead. And uh, I just want to tell you a little story about something that God's done in our life in the last 12 months. So, this time last year, um, our debt got... Uh, huge and out of control and um, it was a scenario where we just didn't want to look at it it was ugly and it was uh, too big for us to think about get our head round and we got ourselves in that sort of situation because obviously I was uh, sick and that made things complicated and uh, getting better from all of that meant that I wasn't earning money and uh, also just making some poor choices um, at weak moments and uh, so we were in a scenario where things were just out of control to the point where this time last year our car was up for MOT and it came back that it needed some repairs. It was only a couple of hundred pounds, but the stress and the not having the funds in our account to be able to pay for that just tipped me over the edge. Um, I was ashamed and I was just desperate and I didn't know how we were gonna make ends meet. I didn't know how we were gonna do this um, this next couple of months when we didn't have enough money to even pay for our car MOT. 
Um, but you know what? In that moment, we made a choice. We're not going to ignore it anymore. We're not going to pretend that it's not happening. We're going to be good stewards of what we do have. And we're going to find out. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to make some decisions about our finances, um, whether there's money in the account or not, whether ends are going to meet or not, we're going to make some choices. And so we had to go on a journey, we had to work out what to do, but the moment we decided we're going to steward our money, we're going to do something rather than ignore it, God gave us this divine revelation and this incredible moment where we realised that we could do something significant about our finances and actually completely answered our prayers so that we're in a situation now where we are debt-free and we are able to spend our money on blessing others, where we are in a scenario where we can set ourselves up well for the future. And that, I believe, happened because God was waiting on us to pay attention to our finances, to stop pretending that it wasn't an issue, to um, find out some wise things to make great choices for the future and the moment we did that even though we didn't know it was going to make a difference God released the blessing and uh, so that's our story and our testimony of how God has done something incredible in our finances in the last 12 months brilliant it's encouraging I think to hear stories about how people have seen positive changes in this area. Um, so we appreciate Lisa being uh, open and honest with what's happened in the last 12 months. And I'm going to reference that story a few times throughout this message, um, where we're looking at this idea, stress is bad. She, she mentioned stress and the stress that that financial strain had put on her. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. Stress is bad. Um, Caleb, my son, turned six months old yesterday. Six months. That's, that's gone quick, hasn't it? six months old and what we've discovered as we as we learn a little bit more about his character and and who he is and we've discovered that he loves the sound of his own voice I have no idea where he gets that from like no idea he just, he just loves it and if he's if he's mad or angry he'll he'll shout he'll be really loud if he's happy he'll be really loud and if he's just completely indifferent he'll he'll be loud he just like sometimes he'll, he'll just be there's a vacant look on his face but he's just uh, and it, it's, it's really cute it's really cute between the hours of 6am and 10pm the other hours not so much um, when he's making those kind of noises at 3am it's not so cute and, um, and wh- when he's angry like when he's upset he's got this ability to produce a sound which is just like it's like nails on a chalkboard kind of level of irritation and so you're trying to do something and this sound is coming out of this little human being and it just it raises the tension in the room it just adds a whole nother level of stress and to whatever you're doing so if you're just like trying to change him or put clothes on him and he's making this noise suddenly that is very very stressful or if if Lauren Lauren or I are trying to interact with one another it just becomes really stressful when that noise is being produced. So she's like, do you, do you want a cup of tea? And I'm like, what? Do you want a cup of tea? No, no I haven't seen your key. Do you, no, do you want a cup of tea? What, and what we find is that it gets very, very stressful because of this noise. And what we've realised in some of our interactions when we are being like sharp with one another, we have to stop and we have to say, no, 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 this is him. He's doing this to us. He's trying to divide us. Don't let, we can't let him win. We can't let him win. And we have to try and like, just breathe, breathe, you know, put him in the shed again, whatever we need to do. To, uh, joking. I've never even thought about putting him in the shed. Oh, the garden's fine. Um, but it adds a level of stress 
to whatever we do, that noise. And, and just in thinking about stress and how it outworks itself in our life, it never really operates in isolation, does it? The things that stress us out. They never, just, they never exist as one little neat little spot of our lives. For example, if there's something stressful at work, that has a, a way of making, working its way into our home life. If there's something stressful at home, that has a way of working its way into our work life. If there's a stressful relationship that exists, that, that can put tension and strain on other relationships. It never really exists in isolation, does it? And specifically, like we'll be looking at today and touching on today, stress in our finances can do the very same. If, there's, if, there, if we're under financial stress, if something's not right with that particular resource, that has a way of just affecting everything. How we think and, and interact with people, and it can just add tension and stress to every part of our life. And what are we learning today? Stress is bad. That's what we're going to consider together today. And it says this in Proverbs 22, verses 7, that the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And I think like in our culture and society, there's a very relaxed approach to credit and to, to debt. We're almost encouraged, aren't we, to, to buy now and pay for it later, to, to get it now and to think about it later, to, to put it on the credit card, to use the overdraft, to get a personal loan. These things are easily accessible now. And, and don't hear what I'm not saying, because I, I myself have used all of those things. And in my previous role, I used to help um, people get those products. And, and if used properly, they can be very useful. However, if we're careless with our approach of them, if we're quite reckless with our use of them, they can have quite destructive and damaging effects and can bring stress into our life because more and more we become enslaved to the lender. We, we kind of willingly put ourselves into a point of slavery in that context. And that can cause stress. It can put strain and tension on our relationships. It can taint our joy. It can rub our peace and it can disturb our sleep. So what I want us to consider today is how, if we are in that spot, if you are in a place of stress because of money, because of your time doesn't seem to be working for you or for whatever reason, what can we do to work out of it? Stress is bad. How can we rid it from our lives? How can we get it out of our lives? Or if you're in a place where actually everything's okay, that financially things are good, you're in a good spot, how can we continue to live that way? What can we do to proactively plan against stress in our life? And I just want to say at this point, because we are getting quite practical in this series, and I hope, hope that's okay and hope you're finding it useful. Um, I just want to say, if you've come into this space today with a burden, like you're carrying something, be it stress, be it whatever, like in, in, a, in a broad respect now, if you're carrying something, our job as this community here is never to add to that burden. Like far be it from us to add to that burden things like guilt or shame or condemnation. Like no one should leave this place today feeling bad about where you are or feeling shameful or condemned. Like our job is never to add to the burden. What we are passionate about is pointing toward the burden lifter and his name is Jesus. And ultimately, as, as practical as we might get and all these steps that we might put in place, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, Jesus is the only one that's ever going to help us. We're all, pretty, we're all pretty broken. We all need fixing. We all need helping. And Jesus is the one that we're pointing to as our hope, as, our, um, as the only one that can ever really lift that ultimate debt that we all find ourselves in. And I want that to be, I want that to be the undercurrent of everything that's said today. Is that okay? No shame, no condemnation, no judgment. These are practical steps that we can take knowing that Jesus is our source. Jesus is our provider. He's the one that's going to help and lift us. Amen? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. 
Uh, so last week we looked at three thoughts that would help us embrace this idea of less is more living, cut back, clear out, and cold comparison. Um, we're going we're gonna to up the ante today. Not, not three thoughts, but three prayers to pray. We're getting spiritual. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So three prayers to pray to help us mitigate against stress. To help us rid our lives of stress. If we're in a stressful spot, what can we do to step out of it? What prayers can we pray that are going to help us step out and almost embrace a stress-free life? We don't have to live with it. We don't have to put up with it. It doesn't have to be something that just lives with us as long as we are alive. We can have a stress-free life. So, three prayers, and they're going to come up on the screen here. God, give me self-control. God, give me understanding. And God, give me a plan. We're making changes. We're making change with the resources that we have. With those things, here, here are three prayers that we can pray. God, give me self-control. God, give me understanding. And God, give me a plan. So, number one, God, give me self-control. Everyone say, self-control. self-control. Well said. It says this in Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Like a city without walls, vulnerable, exposed. Without self-control, we are vulnerable and exposed to things like debt, to things like stress, to things like greed, if we lack the ability to say no, if we lack self-control. And here's the problem. So specifically with our finances, here's the problem. All of us, every single one of us, has within us an inner two-year-old. An inner two-year-old that sees something and, and, and wants it now. And, and, and that, that exists in all of us, I think. And, and we've, we've seen this played out. If you go to Tesco, I'm sure we've seen the toddler that is throwing a tantrum because they've not been given the thing that they wanted when they wanted it. And, and that's in all of us. This, this just need and want to have something and to have it now. Um, my wife, uh, she is far more disciplined than I am when it comes to material things. She's far more likely to say no to herself than I am when it comes to material things and possessions. Unless, unless that material thing has a little sign on it that says sale. And then then everything changes. Then then this is a different ball game altogether. And there's been been a few times, there's been a few times when she'll come home with with a certain item that she's purchased that I didn't know we needed, I didn't know we even wanted, but we've got it, and it was in the sale. And with the presentation of this particular item, there comes a bit of an explanation, a justification of why she's got it. And, And almost it sounds like the shop has given us money because of this sale. I'm not really sure that's true, babe. But, but so she um, just, that, that, that's, that's her vice there. She's very disciplined unless, unless we're talking about a sale. And, and one bargain at a time, one bargain at a time, our financial boat will sink. <laughs> just one sale at a time. And now don't get me wrong, as I said, like, she's far more disciplined than I am. See, I'm more likely just to blow the boat up with one purchase. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's my, I will see something, I will see a piece of tech, and I want it, and I obsess over it, and I'll start looking at YouTube reviews, and I, and I, will, I will continue to talk about it, and I'll begin my campaign to, to wear, wear Lauren down until I have it, until she says, fine, just buy it, yes. I tell her, I tell her why, why these uh, noise-canceling Beats headphones will add to our marriage. Um, like, this will make us happier. We won't be able to hear Caleb, come on. Like, until they're, until they're mine. So, so I'm more likely, I, I don't know if that's more of a bloke thing, that we're like more likely just to, to blow the whole ship up with one purchase. Um, but all of us have within us this inner two-year-old that is quite hard to deny sometimes 
when it comes to our finances. But what, what are we praying? What are we trying to do? We're saying, God, give me self-control. Because potentially we are seeing stress in our lives, debt in our lives. We're seeing too much stuff in our lives because we can't say no to ourselves. We keep saying yes. Yes to the thing that we want when we want it. Yes to the person that asks for our time and we just say yes. Yes, 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 yes. And there's no self-control. God, give me self-control. And could it be that a small no today means a greater yes tomorrow? A small no today means a greater yes tomorrow. And now let, let, me, let me explain. So um, an example of this, I did a gap year here at church when I was 18. Um, and at the end of this gap year, there was an option to go on mission to Austria and to help run a youth camp. Um, that was August at the end of the year. At the beginning of the year, however, I was given the option of going on holiday with my mates from sixth form. And the objective of the mission to Austria was to go, was to serve the Lord uh, and to, to put on an awesome youth camp. The objective of the holiday was to get drunk. These are the choices that I was given. And, and so, so I'm faced with these two choices. And I, I knew if I said yes today, if I said yes to the first option, that would jeopardize my yes tomorrow. And it might, in many ways, it might stop me going to the trip at the end of the year and weighing up who I am, what I feel called to, what I feel is important, what, what is the better yes. I said no to the holiday, healthier liver and all that. <laughs> yes to the mission trip. And, and I remember sat stress-free because I was able to save properly, stress-free on a sunny mountain range in Salzburg, having watched God do some amazing things in some young people's lives, thinking, you know what, this was the better yes. I'm glad I said a small no that enabled me to say a better yes today. And some of us are living with stress just because we can't say no. We are saying yes to the wrong things. What is it you need to start saying no to? God, give me self-control. And, and this is a similar principle to what we spoke about last week with cutting back. Where is it that you need to start cutting back? It's, it's a similar principle looked at from a different angle. Could you, have, could you be saying yes to peace tomorrow if you say no to just little things today? So not purchasing coffee every day, not playing golf five times a week, not keeping that gym membership going that you never go to anyway, working out at home maybe. What no do you need to start saying? God, give me self-control. We are ridding ourselves of stress. Why? Because stress is... Good. That's number one. God, give me self-control. Number two, God, give me understanding. Hosea 4 verses 6 says this, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And that's in specific reference to God's people not knowing what his law was. So they weren't able to live in it. They weren't able to reap the benefits of it because they didn't know it. And they were destroyed because of it. And that principle applies to so much. If we don't know, if we don't understand, we are in danger of living a destructive life or heading towards destruction. So specifically with our finances, if we don't understand it, if we don't understand how it works, we're in danger of just wandering into it blindly, leading to destruction, leading to stress. Lisa mentioned this, didn't she? They didn't really know what to do. They didn't really understand it, so they kind of just left it over there. But all the while, they couldn't really ignore it. They couldn't really shut it down because it was causing them stress. A lack of understanding was causing them stress. And there, there is a reason that I avoid algebra in my life. <coughs> Because I don't understand it. I don't get it. It stresses me out. So I just, I just proactively avoid it. Like, are our finances, do we have that relationship and interaction with our finances? That we don't really get it, 
it's kind of stressful. I'm just going to leave it there. But it still manages to stress us out. God, give me understanding. With this resource that you've given me, with my time, with my money, with whatever it is I have, help me understand how to do this better. Help me understand how to manage this well. And, and God, give me understanding. When I worked in the bank, one of the best phrases that I learned early on, so if, if customers would come up to me and ask me a question that I didn't know the answer to, I would say, I don't know the answer, but I know someone who does. I don't know the answer, but I know someone who does. Let me, let me get a manager in, let me get a, a financial advisor in, and I will invite their wisdom and their understanding into this situation. Like, and maybe some of us need to look at other people and think, right, they, their time seems to be working well for them. They seem to, they seem to manage to get things done. How, how do you do it? Can, can you teach me a little bit of how you operate? Your house always seems to be tidy. How, how, how do you manage your home? Can you teach me a little bit about that? Your finances, seem to, you seem to know a lot about how to handle your money and how to handle that resource. Can you teach me a little bit? And, and I have to do this because I don't want a lack of understanding to bring stress and destruction into my life. And it's very easy for us, isn't it, to look at other people and think, right, it's okay for them. They've got more time than me. Or it's, it's okay for them. They, they must be earning more than I do. That's why it looks easy for them. But what, what, if it's, what if that's not the case? What if it's just they've got a better understanding of how to manage their time? Or a better understanding of how to manage their money? Like, let's invite wisdom. Let's invite that in. God, give me wisdom. God, help me do this better. And, and here, I'm going to come back to this idea at the end. But I think very often it's pride that stops us learning. It's pride that stops us sharing understanding and wisdom with one another. That pridefully we carry on and, and we accept stress rather than help. So if we've got a choice between pride and stress or humility and peace, surely this is the better option. I don't get it. I need help. I need understanding. You seem to get it. Can you help me? God, give me understanding. I don't want stress. Why? Stress is good. Stress is bad. We don't need it. We can rid ourselves of it. God, give me understanding. And lastly, so God, give me self-control. God, give me understanding. Lastly, God, give me a plan. Says this in Proverbs 21, verses 5 the plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. What are we going to do? We're going to make a plan to proactively plan towards a stress free life. Like so, so many times, so many of us, we can just like, accept that stress and the angst and things not working are just, just the way it is. That, that's just how it works. And that's just something that I have to accept. Like, that's, that's not the case. Like, you, you can plan to live differently. You can plan to out that from your life. You don't need stress as part of your life, but, but plan for it. Put a plan in place. Like Lauren and I, we sat down and, and just visited this idea recently. We, we sat down and just wrote together where we want to be, what we want to do, and prayerfully considered like, what our lives could look like in five years, in ten years. Like, what, what's the plan? What do we want to do? And how are we going to get there? Like, so, sometimes we can just drift through, can't we? Accepting what comes our way. But let's proactively plan to see what we want to see in our life. God, what do you want to do with my life? Where do you want me to go? What do you want, to do, what do you want me to do with my finances? And just, just some, some ideas on this. So I want to pay off all my credit cards, and this is my plan to do it. I'm going to budget. I want to finish each month without dipping into my overdraft. This is my plan to do it. Um, and this is, this is a different one. I want, to, ooh, I want to pay for myself and someone else to go to Uprising Summer Camp this year. This is my plan. Just a little plug. Summer Camp's coming up. You can, uh, you can sponsor a young person if you want. Young person you can book in. Parent of young person, please book them in. It helps us plan. And we're making plans, aren't we? Praying, God, give me a plan. Here's one. I want to make time to exercise. Potentially, this, this is a challenge, potentially stress is in your life due to poor physical health. That you're, you're, you don't have the energy that you could have. 
because you're not looking after the, the resource that is your body. But, but plan to change that. I'm, I'm going to make a plan to, to be healthier. I'm going to make a plan to get fitter this year. This is my plan. This is my diet. This is my training plan. And this is what I'm going to follow. God, give me a plan. I want to, I want to look after what you've given me, including my body. God, give me a plan. I want to spend more time with my family, less time at work. This is my plan to do it. I want to be mortgage-free by this date, and this is my plan. I want to retire at this age, and this is my plan to do it. God, give me a plan. Give me self-control. Give me understanding. God, give me a plan. Help me to use what you've given me to your glory, to use it well. I don't want, I don't want to just live by accident. I want to live on purpose and with a purpose. So God, give me understanding with that. Give me self-control. Give me a plan. And just, um, I want you to reflect on now, out of the three things that I've said, that the three prayers, um, where is it that, that you need to invite God's help in or invite help in? Is it self-control? Is there stress in your life due to a lack of ability to say no and to say, say no to little things and say yes to greater things? Is, is that not a part of your life? Do you need more self-control? Or is it understanding? Is there stress in your life due to a lack of understanding? And we just need to upskill. We need to educate ourselves. We need to become more financially literate. We need to speak to people who manage their time better. Like, what, what is it there? Or, or is it just a plan that we've just not been intentional with who we want to be, where we want to go, what we want to see in our life? Like, write it down. It, that, that for us, that particular exercise was really exciting because we got to like, so just, just dream a little bit together. And, and like, I don't have to, to be here all the time. Like, I'm believing that my, I'm on an upward trajectory. Best days are ahead of me. Like, what does that look like? How can I plan towards that? Write it down. So I want you to reflect on that a moment. And one of my life verses, I guess you could say, um, 1 Peter 5, verses 6, it says this, Humble yourself under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Verse 7, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Like, taking that verse there, that thought, could it be that we have anxiety, we have stress, we have toil in our life, because we don't humble ourselves under his hand. We, we try and carry it and work it out by ourselves. We just accept it as it is. Could it be just, just like right here, right now, we can, we can have a bit of humility. Say, you know what? I need help. Jesus, I need you. I'm going to humble myself under your hand. And I'm going to cast my anxiety on you because you care for me. This thing that I've been wrestling with, this thing that's causing me stress and grief that I just can't seem to, to break, the first things first, God, that's on you. You care for me. I'm casting that anxiety onto you. Off the back of that, we can pray, God, just give me more self-control now. I'm handing that over to you. Give me self-control in my spending. Give me self-control with my management of my time. God, give me understanding. I want to I learn. I want to grow. And give me a plan so I can do this well. But it starts with saying, I'm humbling myself under your hand. You care for me. Here is my anxiety, here is my stress. It's the best deal ever, really. And then he will lift us up in due time. So I just wanna um, pray for you, I wanna spend this moment. Um, if you wanna just bow your, bow your head and close your eyes, just a moment of privacy and just reflect on, okay, is there an area of life where you have been carrying stress? Have you just accepted it? Could today be the start of a journey where you rid yourself of it? So if you're here and you just, you just need to respond, you just need to say, yep, um, I've got some stress in there and I need to get rid of it. I want today to mark the day where I am journeying away from that. Stress is bad. 
and I want to be rid of it. Um, just put your hand up now and I'd love to pray for you. That's great. Hands going up all over the room. You can pop them back down again. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for that invitation that you give us in your word to humble ourselves under your mighty hand, to trust you, to trust that you will guide us, you will lift us up in the right time and to cast our anxiety onto you, to cast our stress onto you, to cast the things that trouble us onto you. And for every hand that went up there, like you see the situation, uh, the life, the circumstance that is being represented. Lord God, right now, would that person, that individual know your peace, know your comfort, and give them, Lord, a sense of hope. Uh, give them, Lord, the self-control needed, the understanding needed, the plan needed to just like rid their lives of stress, to learn to live freely and lightly, like less is more and knowing stress is bad. So we cast that onto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's stand up together. We're going to sing this song one last time. Yeah.